Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Welcome to a Palm Springs-tastic episode of Hot Takes. I'm your Lodge Master. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Don't you worry, child. We got Brother Lucas in the backseat. Cheer up, Charlie. And we have, once again, the illustrious Lodge Mistress Millie. Hey, hey. We are deep underground in Burbank and the Red Dragon tonight. We saw Don't Worry Darling. In IMAX. DWD. IMAX. Why the fuck did we see this in IMAX? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> why is it in IMAX? <laughs> Just because it looks good? Yeah. It's, it's big. It's a big movie. It's supposed to be big prestige movie. Feels like a movie. It does. A movie like we a should movie. go see. We should go see. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> we'll keep this. We'll keep this relatively brief. But the main thing that people know about this movie is the behind the scenes controversies. And we don't need to belabor them too much because people have been reading about them and going on and on and on about them for forever now. There's memes about it to the point where there are memes. We all were just like, this movie just needs to come out. Just put it, put it out of its misery and release it. And, you know, say what you will about all the ins and outs. I still say Spitgate is real. I will not be convinced otherwise. I saw it with my own eyes. Thank you very much. So so who spit on who again? It was Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine. Chris Pine. As he was sitting back yeah. down into his seat. You look at Chris Pine's face, it tells you everything you need to know. The man has been spat upon. <laughs> Nothing will ever tell me different. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> without further ado. How do you get the protein as quick as possible into the bloodstream? A little schnapps. All right, I got a long one here, guys. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes. This is a hot take. I know, I'm going to read it <laughs> as fast as I can. Alice and Jack are lucky to be living in the idealized community of Victory, the experimental company town housing the men who work for the top secret Victory project and their families. The 1950s societal optimism espoused by their CEO, Frank, equals parts corporate visionary and motivational life coach anchors every aspect of their daily life in the tight-knit desert utopia, while the husbands spend every day in the Victory Project headquarters working on the development of progressive materials, their wives, including Frank's elegant partner, Shelley, get to spend their time enjoying the beauty, luxury, and debauchery of their community. Life is perfect with every resident's needs met by the company. All they ask in return is discretion and unquestioning commitment to the Victory cause. But when the cracks in their idyllic life begin to appear, <laughs> exposing flashes of something more sinister lurking behind the attractive facade, Alice can't help questioning exactly what they're doing in Victory and why. Just how much is Alice willing to lose to expose what's going really going on in this paradise question mark well read wow, Bishki. Bishki. really well, well read done. thank you for powering through it because God. i don't know if i could have listened to the whole thing Narrate, in real time. narrated no. by me there was so there's so much unnecessary flotsam and jetsam in that fucking 
schnapps. Oh, you don't it's need a per- that. It's much. a perfect metaphor for the movie. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Listen to this, folks. Amen. Listen to this, folks. So there's a lot of Harry Styles super fans in the theater. A lot of teenage girls and 20-year-old girls in there seeing what's going on. And it, I mean, what was your guys's and lady? Thank you. <laughs> Exposure to Mr. Styles up until this point. I have no idea who he is. Nothing I really. He, zero. I know he's in One Direction. That's about all. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. He was the quiet, the quiet one in Dunkirk, who I, I don't think oh. uttered a single line. And now he is shouting up a storm. Possibly one of the biggest male pop stars yeah in the world is that safe to say i guess watermelon sugar is a big song yeah yeah so this is his big starring role debut i think what do we think of the performances overall good pretty good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i think florence Pugh is the revelation here well she's the one to be cast for this role yeah sure i mean she is great like and her you, accent is amazing. Yeah, she's British, but she you would never know. Like Styles thankfully doesn't try to no, do right. No need to mm-hmm. make him do that. Straight American. And yeah. you know, Milster and I, we're always looking for accents. We're looking for swallowed, squelched, stuffed down <laughs> accents. And I I love how they come out in different ways. And the Brits, God love them. So many of them can do impeccable American accents. But they have they have those little flaws, and it's usually anything and everything you can tell, because they say anything and everything. And the high wire act gets even more dangerous mm-hmm. if they're, they're shouting, screaming. if they're screaming, if they're mm-hmm. mad. Yeah. So they they might if they're whispering, they'll be like, "I have given you everything." But if they're yelling, it's, "I have given you everything," <laughs> and you can tell. <laughs> So with her, you can't tell shit. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't know she was she's um, completely British, British until she did went on this rant on Instagram <laughs> exactly. about about Zach Braff and a British accent. I was like, oh, she's British. Okay, she was dating Braff for a while, yeah. and the internet was not having it. <laughs> We're not having it, and so she came on and was like, it's none of your business. I'm really disappointed in all of you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Olivia Wilde directs and has kind of a meaty role in this Mm -hmm. as one of the ladies on the cul-de-sac. Nick Kroll, who (laughs) has the best (laughs) moment in the entire movie, a little salad crouton. You want to call it? Yes. Call it. Salad crouton. So when we meet these folks, they're, you know, these these swinging hepcap couples. Drinking like fishes. Out, out, out in Palm Springs. Yeah. Think like the Rat Pack. And Nick Kroll is like the husband to Olivia Wilde. And there's a scene where they're at Chris Pine, who's their boss's house for like a party. <laughs> But they're waiting for Chris Pine to show up. <laughs> and the new guy, the new hire, the young employee is like, gosh, golly, like, where is this guy? Like, I'm tired of waiting for him or something. And Nick Kroll's like, hey, you're in his house. And there's like this moment where he's like, <laughs> he gets he's, he's staring daggers like through the through the actor, like so dialed in, like not there's nothing funny about it. But it's just funny because it's Nick Kroll exactly. being like so fucking serious. I mean, Nick Kroll for my money is one of the funniest people working today but there's nothing funnier than when he's trying to be serious like when he's trying to be serious he's way funnier just because the look on his face you're like you know i'm not buying it but good on you it's so good let's talk pine is the last time 
old piney gray star lodge cast was it a wrinkle in time no i believe no so way. a wrinkle in pine <laughs> yeah no you way. can correct it if we're wrong but I, i'm pretty I'm sure i'm not gonna look into it was he the dad yeah oh. no he <laughs> the dad no pine is like the head the cult he's frank he's yeah the, he's, he's the, the leader of the oh, cult. No, 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 the, no, i'm talking about wrinkle in time oh yeah he's the dad oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes he he plays he plays the father in a wrinkle in time and yeah, I don't think we've seen him since then. So this is this is a homecoming for old Piney. Yeah. What do we think of him? Liked it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of read ahead of time that he was based on um, Jordan, Jordan Peterson, Peterson. which um, <laughs> plenty to satirize there. I don't know if the movie nails it really. If, but. if the dear listener has not heard of Jordan Peterson, oh boy. Go down go, a rabbit hole. Don't mess up your YouTube algorithm looking yeah, up that guy. Because he will show up constantly, even if you don't watch his videos. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Yeah. But what do we think about the visuals? I mean, the reason we're in the IMAX is because it looks great. Yeah, it's Matthew Labatique. He shot A Star is Born. He's shot many great films. Um, one of the best cinematographers. So it looks great. Production design is outstanding. Um, it's, all t- it's all top shelf. Yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all prestige. Like it looks yeah. set up to be Slick. a very solid prestige movies that's the setup that's the setup (laughs) and i love that shot of the cars all driving in the desert into that light towards that like the very definition of a handsomely mounted production yeah (laughs) Yeah. did it make you guys want to go to mcguffins and get like nine drinks yeah Mm -hmm. i like the opening scene too i mean i didn't think it was really actually correct for this film but i did like the opening scene <laughs> with all the ladies had there they were kind of doing that competition where they had the trays on their head They're and it balancing kind of the set drink. it up as very boozy and sexy and it was it was cool it was good it's one of the booziest movies i've seen in a long oh, time yeah. they're constantly drinking so that leaves us with the story <clears throat> this is a setup we've seen so many times yeah it's like you it's know done well so many times it's but... been done really well so many times you're in a kind of strange society that you don't really know all the rules but the rules are strict and we're learning about them you know we're learning what you can and what you can't do there's a mystery afoot there's one person that is starting to ask questions Mm -hmm. we've seen this countless Mm -hmm. times stepford wives truman show dark city i don't know you you can just there's tons of influences it goes on and on yeah what you need to do then in my opinion is bring some new shit to it. You need to be showing us shit that we've never seen. You need to be shocking us. You need to just be doing something to propel it forward. Yeah, be commenting on it, make it a social satire. You know, I think like movie like Pleasantville, which kind of riffed on 50s era. Right. You know, something, you know, bring some ideas to the board instead of just characters freaking out that, reality is not what it seems yeah what are we yeah, doing or here pick <sighs> a different era or switch the gender dynamics like do something new you know i'm sure the gender dynamics have been switched before maybe but at least that i haven't seen a million times and it's like they obviously have so much to work with in this premise you yeah. know and we're gonna get to why you would possibly have even more to work with but it's like they have a mansion full of toys to play with. Yeah. But they never get out of the guest bathroom. Yeah. They got the budget. They got they got the acting. They got the acting. They got the, you know. So why are we just hanging out 
for most of it. It's like a what? bad, bad vibe hangout uh, movie for uh, sure. Uh, for sure. It's very repetitive. It moves so slow. So circular. Slow. Like I was just itching to get out of there by the end because mm-hmm. it wasn't going oh, anywhere. God. I was like, when does this end? There, I thought it was. No, uh, I was like, yeah, I wanted to go take so many bathroom breaks, but I didn't have to go. I was just, <laughs> I'm so bored. I had to go for the second half. Okay. So we've been, we've been psychically transferring yeah. our bladders, but there were a couple of glimmers of hope. There's some cunnilingus on the dinner table next mm. to the roast mm-hmm. that I thought was was pretty well done. And there was another sexy scene in Chris Pine's bedroom where he's secretly watching them. And she sees him watching them and he kind of gives a little shush and he, he zips out of there. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be... Like yeah. some wife swapping or some a love, love triangle, love triangle yeah. or something. And it seemed to be building that way when he was like, I see what you're doing and I like it. Yeah. I like that you're testing me. But that went precisely nowhere. Like, and you could have moved that way up. Mm-hmm. So what we yeah. get is just pew, like slowly figuring out that she doesn't quite know what's going on. Like there's not even real concrete shit that she's pursuing like she sees this one woman supposedly kill herself that was yeah. giving me some midsomar flashbacks of her looking up at someone about to drop but that's all that happens yeah otherwise just, just hallucination scene after hallucination <sighs> scene just repetitive and then it puke, gets freaking out super repetitive when she's talking to styles and she's just like something's not right so like it, I closed my eyes just because, not because I was tired, but just like I couldn't look at the same thing looping anymore. No, yeah. It goes on for at least like an hour and a half like that. It God, seems that like, movie felt like it was three hours long. I yeah. don't know how long it was. Yeah. There is another little crouton when old Styles gets uh, his. <laughs> that was my favorite when moment. Oh, his, when he gets his uh. promotion at this. At this fucking Jazzapalooza party. I already laugh. And Pine's up there and he's just like, all right, let's see him dance. And he just. (laughs) Well, no, but before that, he took his coat off, which I thought was kind of sexy and creepy. And I was like, what is about to happen? Yeah, I didn't know. He took his dinner jacket off. And then he just let him take take the dance floor. Dance, monkey, dance. And he's dancing while Pew is in the bathroom flipping out. But they just keep cutting back to him, and Pine is just, like, <laughs> riling up the crowd. He's like, yeah, this is what you want to see. And this is right after Dita Von Tees, they wheel her out to do something. Oh, that was her? Okay. I think. Yes, that's, I think it was, too. Okay. And so, you know, Styles is doing the, you know, the, the jazz hands flipping around shit. <laughs> He just doesn't stop. And Pine is literally saying, dance, dance. Yeah. You like that? You, you like, like that? him dancing? Will he yeah. dance some more? <laughs> <laughs> and Pine really sells it because you look at that man's face and it's like he feels like he's giving you the entertainment of the century. Yeah. And for the girls in the theater, it just well may have been because mm-hmm. they came for Harry. Yes. His dancing was great. Harry was up there dancing. There's a lot of close-ups of Harry, like, snuggling with Florence face-to-face, you know? So I hope they got everything that they wanted. And I thought that he and Florence did have good sexy chemistry. Yes, they did. And I haven't seen that on screen in a while. I feel like it's always a little awkward, but they had good sexy chemistry, and I was into it. This movie gave me a little bit of hope for the sex scene. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's because yeah. Olivia Wilde was taking an approach to it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just the chemistry or what, but something something felt right about the sex scenes in this. Where, I mean, when's the last great sex scene you guys saw? It was uh, <laughs> House of Gucci in the <laughs> office. Oh, Lady Gaga. You're right. And you're right. Driver. Actually, that is True. correct for that's different turned reasons. Turn me on. That scene got hope. to me. There's yeah. some hope. LT had that ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So... All of this to say, all roads lead to the salad dragon. <laughs> now this, this is the salad dragon. This is the see. red pill you have this to swallow. This is a big one, guys. This is the big one. And I, to my own credit, I predicted this from basically the second scene. Well, yeah. So I mean, I, so I'm not that special. For I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's I just, think we I all kind of knew where like, it was heading. It, it had to be something, or it was nothing. Yeah, it, the, very, know? very well stated. We've seen the movie Serenity. We've We're, seen the movie The Village. The Village. We've the also village. seen Shyamalan. many a Black Mirror. Yes, we know oh, what's going to happen. That Black Mirror. Episode. I mean, Black Sanji Shapiro or whatever you say it was. Black Mirror puts this whole endeavor to shame. Correct. Mm. But anyway. Mm. The dragon is as follows. <laughs> Bishki, can you describe it for us? Yeah, oh, you want me to? Okay. Yes. Um, so we are, Pugh is getting uh, electroshock therapy. Because she says to Styles that they need to leave and he yeah. fucking sells her out. And he sells her out. So she gets taken to Rosemary's a hospital. baby. Yes. And then. By these red suited men. Yeah. And so she's getting electroshock therapy and then. I was a little confused about what happened, but she she ends up in ER scrubs. Yes. And walks out of the hospital in a modern day hospital. She checks her iPhone. And checks her iPhone. So we're out of the world. Yep. And then we go home to Harry Styles. <laughs> and he's got a scruffy beard. Scruffy he, beard. And bad he's, skin. He's a, and he's a little... Uh, incel. Little incel. Oh, yeah. On the computer. Is cre- he is creepy. Yeah, he's got his chat windows open. He's listening to Jordan Peterson on, on, on AKA YouTube. A.K.A. Chris Pine. A.K.A. Chris Pine on, on YouTube. The whole IMAX theater was fucking losing it when they yeah. saw... Uh, when they realized... The bizarro Harry Styles. Uh, yeah. Like, long stringy hair yeah and then we get the the vr reveal um which is like it's fucking basically like a clockwork orange like open your eyelids and like the and there's like a laser moving down your eye (laughs) and and pug is just like in her constant state of she's always in it of vr she's restrained with bruises on her arms where she's obviously being fed by iv or something she looks gross yeah and then and then uh, Harry gets to come in and out of the uh, VR. Goes Cause he, to because he has to go pay for it. He has to go work work to pay the VR off or something. <laughs> so then and then he comes back at night and, and, and joins her in the uh, in the victory fifties utopia. So it's like Palm Springs Matrix with yeah thirteenth floor thirteenth floor and Village Chaser, <laughs> and he is constantly <laughs> listening to. Chris Pine's character's podcast or whatever it is. Yeah. And they listen to it in the the world as well. Mm-hmm. It's like his radio, his radio program. Yeah. And that's where the Jordan Peterson stuff really connects. Because Jordan Peterson, he is kind of like this 
<laughs> bizarre Canadian daddy figure for incels. Yeah. Who is like basically always is telling him like stand stand up straight, straighten out your back and clean your room. Good impression. Clean your room. <laughs> <laughs> Make your bed. Yeah, and, no, he and he yeah. has since kind of Well, he kind of he he was kind of interesting at first. I was like, hmm. And then virulently anti-trans. Well, yeah. As and, well. But then he he went to Russia. He got addicted to drugs. And now he's completely out of his mind. Yes. Just total right wing grifter on the Daily Wire exclusively. And his, uh, he and his daughter espouse. They at least used to espouse an all meat diet. Yes. Yeah. Um, Only meat. Yeah. She she has a podcast basically where she just talks about eating meat constantly. And yeah. And so. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he he got addicted to benzos and and almost he, died. People thought he was dead, and yeah. he was in Russia getting treated. Anyway, long story short, fun, fun character to research, fun character to satirize. Yes. I think, but this movie just doesn't. It doesn't even scratch. The no. It's so vague. It's so vague. Oh, but it's funny that Styles is listening to him, and if you guys noticed, he has that. Uh, from Russia with Love, James Bond poster. He's American in real life, but in the virtual world, he he wanted to be British, ostensibly to model himself after James, James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Oh, mm. I didn't quite get that. Yeah, yeah. I, I brought that together now. Okay. So yeah. mm-hmm. there, again, just like in the first half of the movie, there's plenty to play with. Mm-hmm. There, there, and this even widens it more. Like, yeah. Mm. It makes you think back to the first half of the movie, and it's like when she was just kind of moping around, wondering what was going on and getting vaguely creeped out. Think of all the crazy shit she could have seen that we would be like, oh, that's weird. And it didn't it it would be like supernatural, unexplainable. Yeah. And then at the end, you're like, oh, because it's a simulation. And yeah. that I, I did think was cool when that wall kind of moved in on her and her face was pressed. That was the, the one time. And- you know, where it felt like there was something, you know, supernatural or really weird going on when she's cleaning the window and the window smashes yeah. her against the wall. But you got to tip the I mean, even if even if it's predictable, you still have to tip the scales to the revelation. Like you can't sure. go an hour and a half of puke just just having breakdowns just creeping around uh. and breaking down. It's so boring. Mm. And the visuals only get you so far, like mm-hmm. sumptuous visuals. You know, it, it's like eating candy is good for, you know, the first five handfuls. And then, it's <laughs> you know, you need something else. You need to modulate, you know, like you need to be able to chew on Jordan Peterson's meat, you know, like you need real meat. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought what was going to happen, but it didn't happen. And I was glad because I was ready to go. <laughs> but I, I thought what was going to happen was that she was going to stay in that world. The woman was going to be because she kills Pine. She kills yeah. her husband. The the head lady kills her husband. Right. And then she's like, it's my turn now. And she turns the <laughs> knife. And that? when she turns that knife, I felt it. It hurt. But anyway, so I thought she was going to take the world over and it was going to be all the women. Right. You know, who were going to who It'll were be like, going oh, to work. And, yeah. And then the men were taking care of them and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, OK. And then Charlie and then, you know, Pew was going to stay because she, she realized she needed her husband because, you know, he was dead. She kills him anyway. But um, <laughs> and I thought she was going to be like because he had that nice moment at the end where he kind of hugs her as a virtual man. And I thought she was going to stay in the world and have her virtual man and, and be kind of running the show. <sighs> That's not what happened. No. That would have been more interesting to me. Anything would have been more interesting than how Just it ended. Ass- 
Oh, the ending got laughs mostly. A little applause. There was a smattering of laughter. She's being chased by all these, you red, know, red suited goons that look like they're changing sodas out of a vending machine. <laughs> they're just like, uh, <laughs> what's Hugo Weaving in The Matrix? You know, it's just like that. Mm -hmm. Also, that sort of visual's been exhausted by then. I didn't need to see it as a car chase. We saw it again. Yeah, we'd already. Uh, Already seen the whole it. thing. Yeah. And she gets to the top of the mountain. There's all this talk about, you know, don't go beyond this point. You can't see what's going on beyond this point. And by the end, you get it because beyond that point is reality. Yeah, waking up from the But VR. you could have at least, all she really does is get to the top of this mountain, then press her face up against a window. Like you could have shown you could have shown us something else up there, like some other inner sanctum of like like a portal. You know, I thought like, that that as a portal was weird. It was like, weird. It didn't quite work. You know, it, it I mean, like a what sound did y'all think? It was like I was like, well, surely this. They, are, they were like, you did it. You went to the portal, and I was yeah. like, that was the portal. Yeah, yeah. It was a like, cool building, but it, it, it was like a cool building that when they got there to shoot, they realized they didn't. They didn't, couldn't get in. <laughs> like they didn't have the. That's what it seemed. They like, didn't have yeah. the permits to get in, so they're like, oh, we have to fucking. <laughs> You know, figure this out on the fly. Just, if it, just push yourself up against the window, Florence. Yeah, it was, okay. It was so. It was not satisfying. <laughs> no. At least if you like fall into a pool or ring a doorbell or something. I don't know, but she like just put her hands up against the glass of this building. It's it not was cool. It was weird. Not cool. I mean, oh, you have so many ingredients. You have yeah. You have Nick Kroll coming to play. Like you have so much. You have Harry Styles, superstar. What do you do? Like, oh, anyway. Oh. Uh. Let's go. To, let's go to them fucking darling bones. I can feel it in my bones. Oh, hot takes, hot takes, hot takes. Brother Bishki, you are first to bone. First to bone. Well, when last we saw Olivia Wilde direct, it was book smart. Hell yeah. Um, and that was a that was a pretty enjoyable first feature. Uh, I think I gave it two and a half. And yeah. And um, showed a lot of potential and and then i think i read in this one because she's with harry styles now i guess and she's like not officially not officially i don't know <laughs> all the gossip the guy some of the guys i read is like she was gone from the set sure. off of harry and pugue had to direct some of the movie very and very that weird sound, that sounds plausible because this movie just doesn't have like someone kind of holding it together i don't know this <laughs> we've seen it all before yeah. i got some bone shards for it i'll throw it uh, half a bone for the uh, production design yeah. and cinematography. I thought it was excellent. Sure. Uh, I'll throw it half a bone for Florence Pugh. Am I saying that right or is it Pugh? I think it's Pugh. Okay. Uh, Florence Pugh. And then I'll throw it half a bone for... Just Incel the, Harry? Just the concept. And Incel Harry. Yes. But just the the entire concept, like, it has the ingredients. Yes. It it should be much better than it is uh, if it was fleshed out screenplay wise, but it just got ridiculous. And so I'll, that all that adds up to one and a half bones. One and a half from Brother Bisky uh, glued the shards together. That's all I got for Don't Worry, Darling. Watch Mistress Millie. You know, uh, it's Did like, you like the music? Uh, 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 uh. I was, oh, yeah, the music. I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God. I know you're, we're going to look back and it's going to just be the season of the, uh, 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 u
Yeah. yeah, it's ever anyway. Jordan but, Peele, yeah. Yeah, it was it was no, I didn't love it, but it was fine. Um, <laughs> I think the problem is like certain things I want to see over and over and over and over again. Like I want Jane Austen me to death. Tell me the tale, tell it to me many times. Right. But I don't want to see this tale again because part of what this the problem is is that this tale is supposed to be a surprise, a revelation, and that's what <sighs> makes it fun. And yeah. I've seen it so many times, it's not a surprise, it's not a revelation. It is just so boring. And that being said, yes, I get it. It's like, it, it makes sense that it was like her husband would like want to be in this, you know, simulation where he's the, well, the that, star. And that's what's you going know? on now. It's like, and, that's what Make America yeah. Great Again is. Right. Is hearkening, like wanting and lusting for this time where the woman is serving you. And there's something to that, but the heart of that, that but that's was not, not explored. They don't it explore relayed it. On, it relied on just this old sort of well-worn path. It didn't sort of link it to now as well as it should have. Maybe they should have spent more time in the present. I don't know. It didn't yeah. work. I'm going to give it a little bit of a higher. I'm, I'm going to give it a bone for the acting in Florence and all the acting in general. And I did like the production design. I mean, it, it looked really good. Yeah. So I'll, I'm going to go with two bones. Two bones for the lodge mistress. Something tells me the hothead isn't going to be as sweet. <laughs> yeah. I uh, was very taken by like the first, you know, few minutes because it's so well produced and crafted and well directed. I mean, Olivia Wilde definitely knows how to shoot and cut sequences together and the sound design and the yeah, score was just all going for broke, like swinging for the fences. Um, but then, yeah, like 20 minutes in, you're like, okay, like what's, what are we waiting for here? Like we gotta <laughs> kind of have something that has to have, have to happen. And that's what some of the youngsters coming out of the theater <clears throat> were saying too. They're like, I liked it, but it took too long for anything to happen. Yeah. You kind of get your, your vibe or sense of the place pretty quick. So yeah, all we're really left with is like a bum out, bummer of a hangout movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. where she just keeps freaking out and keeps freaking out. And like by the very end, like I just kind of knew where it was headed. I didn't need to see the re the revelation or resolution. I just kind of wanted to get out of there. And then like it just kept going and going. And then like just when you think something's about to happen, it's like, oh, they zap her. And now she's back to normal, sort of, but not really. And it's like it's just exhausting because you just want to get out of there. And I don't think that was a conscious choice, like on Olivia <laughs> Wilde's part, to, like, to make us experience her her same kind of trauma. You right. know, um, I think she just kind of got too invested in in the end or the twist, and thinking like, look, if I make it really visually, viscerally, you know, entertaining or stunning, like I, I can lead you down this path to the twist, right. and I can I can make it work. Um, which is a, which is a choice, right? It's a bold choice. It's a risk that she took, but like it doesn't pay off because yeah, when you finally do break out of the world so abruptly, where yeah, for a couple minutes we're like, wait a second, like is this uh, is this like the flashback of like before? And then you're like, oh my god! And again, when she gets home and we see Harry Styles looking yes. like an imprisoned computer hacker at the start <laughs> of some movie where like the government bails him out, yes. and then he like gets his haircut or whatever and shave you start to ask yeah a lot more questions and they're never going to get answered no. and you don't really want to ask too many because like the question it's just kind of none of it like really works you're kind of just like what like this none of this really makes any sense how many bones though at all 
Uh, I'm I'm on Brother Bishy's wavelength tonight. I'm feeling this is a solid one and a half bones. One and a half. All I right. I want to interject something really quick, which yes. is when you it is a bummer movie, and when you start <laughs> to think about it, it's even more of a freaking bummer than you think because it's like she wakes up and she is restrained. Yeah. And she has bruises and she's got these high things on. <laughs> and how her, the, and her dead husband next to her. Next to a dead man. How yeah. the hell does she get out? It's she just wakes up man. and dies. And some weird flop house with a bunch her. of deadbolts on the door. It's like it's like even yeah, more dead. depressing that she gets out of there. She, I mean, anyway, just throwing she that out never, there. She never made it. <laughs> yeah, the, the sequel is just her struggling in her restraints and slowly dying. <laughs> it's terrible. In IMAX. <laughs> Uh, Harry Styles' corpse. Oh, but I <laughs> restrained next to her. There's so much more incel Harry Styles. I, yes. I, I will say one last thing before I pass it on to you, Lodge Master, too, is I think the other mistake that Olivia Wilde kind of painted herself into a corner is tonally, when you have this kind of movie, you kind of really want to go for the psychological thriller aspect it, sure. as opposed to the, like dramatic Oscar worthy performance or whatever you think you're going for, because you're trying to have your cake and eat it too, where you treat the movie so, so, so seriously. And then it just hard cuts to the like incel Harry Styles. Like, how do you expect us to take this? You know what I mean? Like, of course, 30% of the audience is going to burst into laughter because yes. it's just so funny to see him like it's as fucking, a schlub. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> with, his, with his tilted monitor. Full bone for me for incel Harry. Full bone. I might even go a bone and a half for incel Harry. That, that made me so... So happy, and to see him yeah. with his vertical monitor Dude, next that's, to that's, his other monitor, yes, right? Yeah, very satisfying. Oh, I love so, it. Such a weird detail, and uh. he has like some an open Wheaties box. Like, <laughs> I wanted so much more of that. I didn't want just just flashes yeah. of that, and uh, it's just missed opportunity here. Like, I feel like we only saw a few houses, and they went shopping. Like, we need more of the them out and about. And she can see weird stuff. Like, oh, there's just so much, so much left on the table with this. I feel like the concept is ripe, especially after the twist, where it's like, of course, these fucking incels would love to force women into these roles and like actually live it out. That's, you could do so much with that. And it's so current. And you could skewer the shit out of it. Yeah, imagine going to the real world and Chris Pine is like Harry Knowles or something. I fucking you know? love I kept it. I thinking we were gonna yeah. see him. Yeah, how do you not see? We should have. We should have seen. I want to see of everybody. Not see, all like, of that should have happened. Ahead of the incels, like <laughs> in his like throne of monitors, like. And you could see all these dapper gentlemen just like yes. getting together and being like, what the fuck? Are, hey, guys, what the fuck are we going to do? That would be great. Oh, so I mean, the reveal should have happened sooner and then we could have yes. done the Handmaid's yes. Tale. explored that for a whole half hour. Of this, half yeah, of her, and the, her and the new wives have to band together to get yeah. out of uh, Victoryville. And then they, somebody could have come and unstrapped her at the yes, end. Yes, please. Please. And God, give us that and give us that Jacob's ladder insane asylum hallway like sequence. That's a full bone and a half for Incel Harry. And I can't just leave the cinematography out in the cold. So I gotta give a half bone for that. That's two not very overwhelming bones for me. 
Mm-hmm. Like mm. I don't, I'm not going to recommend this to anybody. No, no. Nah. I got about 20 movies a, like I, it. I, I would, I would recommend, yeah. yeah, Jacob's Ladder. That's my go-to. Notice, too. like, there's a huge twist in this, and we don't give a fuck if we're spoiling it for you. Like, yeah. if you've wandered into this and now you don't want to see the movie, you're welcome. Like, you don't need to. You don't need to. Just when it gets out and about on streaming, find yourself the clips of Incel Harry and you will be pleased. Mm. You, you'll get every, yeah, you'll get yeah. all the nutrients you need. Just fast me. forward to the twist. Fast <laughs> forward. <laughs> oh, so much that could have been done. Anyway, the company was Four Bones. Always. Always, yes. Love seeing it in IMAX with you guys today. Yeah. Definitely. It's oh. finally done. <laughs> the drama. It, it is done and this too shall pass. Yes. The drama's over. The they, gossip will continue, but... Thank you, Lodge Mistress, for joining us. Oh, yes, yeah. thank you very much. Don't worry, darling. Love and light. Love and light. I see the clouds that move across the sky. I see the wind that moves the clouds away. It moves the clouds over by the building. I pick the building that I want to live in. I smell the pine trees and the beaches in the woods. I see the pine cones that Jordan Peterson. Peterson.